Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic University podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Canton Third. We are continuing our What If coverage, the animated series on Disney Plus, episode three. We have a great crew with us today, but before I get to them, I just want to remind everybody to follow our Patreon content at mcuniversitypod, patreon.com, of course, where you'll get bonus episodes like Spider-Man 3, which we'll be covering next week. So just stay on the lookout for that. And as always, appreciate the support that everybody gives, uh, whether it's through the Patreon or just generally as a listener. Much appreciated. So let's introduce the crew. The super producer, Jake Christie, is in the house with us first. Jake, how are you? I'm doing well. Doing very well in a good mood, particularly because of what Jerome said before we got on air. And I'll leave it at mm-hmm. that. But goddamn Jerome. So speaking of <laughs> Jerome. Uh, That's why I got my Twitter canceled. <laughs> AKA Black Dragon Roll, free Black Dragon Roll. And in yeah, this case, Jumby Lime. Jerome, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. I'm really excited from Jake's hat that he just put on as the podcast came on. I know this is an audio medium, but shout out the Whalers. Am I looking that correctly? You are. I have a hat collection of teams that don't exist anymore. And by that that's by it, collection, that's I think I have like six do. or seven. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll probably I'll shuffle some out as we go on. Perfect. Awesome. And uh, we, we have two friends with us today, uh, returning once again, the great Dalbin Osorio of Murphy's Multiverse and TOJ with the Jets. Dalbin, how are you, sir? Doing good, man. I survived. Candyman, I only said it once, uh, you know, and I made it out of a, this is your experience. second time down now, right? That's right, that's right. That's three twice. More? Okay. That's right. twice. Uh, is there, but, uh, yeah. is there a moratorium? Like, is there just like a statute of limitations on Candyman calls? I think so, I think so, but I'll, but I'll be honest, if there isn't, I have not said it more than three times in my life, okay? So, right. I got two more, I got two more, and I'm not planning on, I'm not planning on crossing that. I, I'm writing a review for Murphy's Multiverse, and I have tried very hard to not say it more than more than also once. typing. Listen, listen, I don't make Let's the rules. Man. Well, I, I just want to say this back in the antebellum times, keyboards didn't exist. So maybe there, it doesn't count. So maybe Actually, no, they did, though. Typewriters probably existed. I'm not sure when the typewriter was invented. Let's call up Tom Hanks. He probably knows. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> super excited to be back with you guys. And I'm super excited to be back with the one and only Steph who you're about to introduce. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And last but certainly not least, the content creator, comic book writer. Really, she's a legend in this business, Stephanie Williams. Stephanie, how are you? All right, I'm running through. I'm high-fiving everybody. I'm jumping up. I'm not chest bumping anybody because I'm not knocking anybody down. Um, but hey, how are y'all doing? <laughs> We're all excellent. And it's interesting to kind of dive into this third episode because after what happened in episode two, what we got with the highs of T'Challa as Star-Lord, uh, this is a bit of a different turn. Um, this episode involving Nick Fury recruiting the Avengers and all of the Avengers being taken out and killed, which is a very fascinating premise. Uh, Steph, I- I'll start with you. In terms of just the concept of the show and what they're trying to do here, what have you thought as they've progressed from episode one to now episode three, where they, they took things a little to the extreme here. Yeah, um, it was kind of weird <laughs> to kind of watch because you see them trying to like lean into this darker thing, which I mean, unfortunately, because of the 
um, brightness. <laughs> and I don't want to say the animation style because I feel like it could get creepy, but I don't know. Like it was just kind of hard to Snyder cut. Really... What if? Sorry. Yeah, it was really hard to. I don't know, believe it as something uh, darker. And also uh, whoever was voicing uh, Black Widow, was that Scarlet? That wasn't Scarlet, right? No, it was no. Lake Bell. <laughs> no. An actress that I like a lot. But mm -hmm. I think the problem was, because I think she's trying hard. I, don't think, I think she's actually a really good actress, both in voice yeah. and because she's really good in uh, Spider-Verse for the little bit she's in. Mm -hmm. But I think the problem is she was trying too hard to do a Scarlett Johansson impression rather than just she playing just been Black Widow. It was like yeah. a party trick or something. It was just yeah. like, girl, that is a party trick. Um, it but... was like an SNL impression. <laughs> it was. It very much was. But I mean, overall, I thought it was it was a solid episode. Um, I was just, you know, I don't want to say I was whelmed. Interesting. Interesting. And uh, Jerome, I'll go to you next. This is it, it's kind of fun when you think about the, the MCU in general and we kind of take ourselves back to the original Avengers film and everything that kind of happens in it. And this is a obviously much different take on the events. How did you view the proceedings? Um, yeah, it was cool. Like, I think it was, I think because it needed to take out every Avenger, it started feeling like diminishing returns with each, like, with each death. Like, I think the mm -hmm. Stark one was like, oh, whoa. Because, like, I think what's kind of worked out for me, at least going into these, is, like, I don't know the titles. I don't know what they're tackling. I don't know anything until I basically hit play. Like, I think you guys, I'll hear you and you specifically, AC, like, kind of mention, like, oh, what we might be getting next like it'll be mentioned when we talk about it on the pod but i've not actively looked up any episode lists or know what's supposed to come up or how they're going to tackle it so when the stark thing happens like i knew it was like something about it being like a bad week for fury before the avengers so i assume like oh something's going to happen to the avengers um but then like seeing the tony stark thing happen i was like oh wow that's wild and then by the time like hulk blows up into i don't know what he blows up into um, I, I was just like, okay, well, I mean, now we're just like kind of going through almost like this kind of grocery list of like, we have to knock out everyone. And, uh, so I, it was necessary. Um, I think there, it got to a point where you almost wish it spent a little more time in terms of exploring the mystery of it. Cause I think there was like something very fun about it that reminded me a little bit of like some of the like animated Batman stuff, like Mask of Phantasm yeah right yeah and like recover and like trying to uncover the secret of what's going on but it happens so immediately that like it just shows up and it's just like it's hank pym and i'm like uh, okay <laughs> and um and i i think it only didn't feel jarring because i knew enough about hank pym to know like this is a reasonable thing for to happen mm -hmm. and like him being kind of adversarial to the rest of the heroes but i i just it just didn't seem very accessible, I would say. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. But it, yeah, it, was, it was fun. Point. It was just yeah. like, it, it was, um, I think, and that might be just even like the larger what if of it all is just, uh, I need to kind of reframe my head to treat these independently, mm -hmm. um, differently from the rest of the series. Because with the rest of the series, it's just like, where are we going with this, right? And if you focus that much with these shows currently, and I know they are going somewhere eventually and they're going to connect back, it, um, it, if I focus that way, it will start feeling like these shows are dragging. 
That's an interesting point that you make there. We might revisit that a little later. Dalbeen, in terms of your, your thoughts on the proceedings and particularly, I guess, because this is a Nick Fury spotlight mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. We, we see Nick Fury as resourceful um, as we've ever seen him in the MCU to this point. And I thought I thought that was probably the highlight of the episode. Uh, your thoughts? Yeah, I think um, so. I think this is the best Nick Fury we've seen. Um, this Nick Fury resembles the comics a little bit more to me uh, in terms of just like even his plans have plans, right? Like Tony says it in Avengers one, like, oh, he's the spy. His his secrets have secrets, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I thought it, I thought they captured him really, really well. I think it's interesting because the first episode kind of gave us the idea it ended on a not a not a warm note but captain carter new captain america right like that's hopeful the last two episodes man have shown that this universe is effed (laughs) 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 like there's there's no good in some of these universes right like loki still wins in this one right in the last one even though t'challa is able to curb thanos ego still comes to the planet and destroys peter right and does whatever he does um but i will say i I loved finally seeing a villainous Hank Pym because Hank Pym in the MCU in particular, and part of that has to do with the fact that like Ant-Man was supposed to drop years ago and then they had to, you know, it didn't happen that way. But Hank Pym in the comics, when he becomes Yellow Jacket and he he's a, an abusive husband and all that, like mm-hmm. Hank Pym is a trash dude, man. Like yeah. Hank Pym is a trash dude. And so to see- Yeah, they did that like light in the- Yeah. Like, he's just, he's just ornery in the- He's films. just ornery, right? He's, he's just Dumbledore. <laughs> yeah. He's just Dumbledore at this point, right? Yeah, he's yeah. a cranky old guy. But- this like he was he was killing people like he wasn't capturing avengers he was murdering avengers right uh you know and 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 i i think for me the thing that i love about each episode is that i'm left thinking like okay well now what comes down the line right because for example no iron man means that mickey rourke like at that point remember if iron man died in the donut mickey rourke would probably just have won in in iron man 2 right so like whiplash probably does what he's supposed to do or he gives up because iron man is dead at that point so there's nothing else for him to do if thor never picks up the hammer we see what loki does right loki comes and conquers earth anyway Mm -hmm. um so i think like those points are more interesting to me but with this episode i do agree i think not so much the actual proceedings were interesting. It's what came out of it, right? Like Hank Pym killing all these dudes. Like I, I'm like, man, like there are no Avengers left here. And now you have Captain America and Captain Marvel as the leaders much earlier than you had them in the regular timeline. That's that's a pretty cool timeline to explore, I think, because I'm curious as to like, do they go after Loki? Do they try mm-hmm. to fight Loki? Do they fight this army of Loki? Like what goes on? Uh, so I thought on that premise, it worked. And, and the villainous Hank Pym and Nick Fury, it worked. Some of the other stuff, I was just like, Man, that's dark. Are you blowing up the Hulk? That's <laughs> kind of it's kind of dark. We're gonna hit that Hulk point in a minute. In a minute. But I, I do want to go to Jake in terms of how he's viewed this series going through these first three episodes. Now you get this one. Jake, what were your overall thoughts on how this episode went? I think that this is my least favorite of the three, although I still enjoy it. But I think the root of the problem is what this episode didn't do that the other two did very clearly. And I think you need because this is such a high concept series and I get that it doesn't need to have the same amount of viewers as Loki or WandaVision and it is inherently high concept. But I think the the episode started off on the wrong foot the moment that they didn't introduce what the difference was. They didn't have to reveal that it's hope or whatever. Like they, I, mm-hmm. what I would have recommended is like something down, so far down the line that it wouldn't immediately, because the difference just can't be that hope decided to become a shield agent. But like, I think if you don't introduce what's, what the small difference is, then I think you kind of lose the wonder about it. Cause 
the episode is simultaneously asking you to figure out who's killing the Avengers and also what the key difference in this universe is. And I think when you have both those mysteries, then like not, you can't really focus on either of them. And I think the episode should be focused on who's killing all the Avengers, but you're also like, wait, what, what's going, like, what is the difference in this? You know what I mean? When you also wondering like, yeah. what's the difference in this universe? This one just came off the most, like just fan fiction. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, and I think that, um, cause, cause I think that it came from the idea of, it, it felt very, um, starting at the end and building backwards that the idea of like let's do an episode where all the avengers die whereas the other two felt like they actually were written of let's write an episode where peggy carter becomes a super soldier and let's write an episode where t'challa uh gets picked up by the ravagers Mm -hmm. this one felt like it's as if you started the captain the the captain carter episode with oh let's have an episode where captain carter comes through the tesseract and then work backwards then it wouldn't have been as good i think the fact that they started with the the plot rather than the difference really made it feel unlike the other episodes and i think that um it just it never felt the 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 episode didn't give breadcrumbs to even have you thinking about who was doing it like at no time did you ever actually have any clue or thoughts even obviously the episode shouldn't tell you who's doing it but I, you know, the other podcast I do is about a very procedural murder show. And there's a thing where inherently you have to give clues to make the audience should be thinking about, oh, what does this mean? What does that mean? Yeah. And it felt like the episode was completely not interested in that. And in that case, then there's really it was not more with... interested in just like, oh, what if the Avengers were just exactly you're, it's, it you're, yeah. you're watching events happen rather than following the character because you really can't identify with Nick Fury without. It feels like. They have no clue until they I, get I would, one clue. I would say, Jake, just like from what you're talking through and it kind of opened up that thought for me of um, looking at the three episodes we've seen so far, I think I think it's pretty safe to say that like the, the T'Challa episode shows the best version of how you handle this concept. And this one kind of shows so far and not to say that it's bad, the worst way to approach it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like they it's it's the i don't know i'm writing i don't know 10 pieces or whatever and seven of them i get to do whatever i want and dream above and beyond and like these other three because i gotta meet deadlines or whatever i'm just gonna do uh the bare minimum but it's still good like it's not trash it's just me trying to get through um so we can get to the next thing because what would have been fun for me is if we they would have blended um, so we would have seen how, like, uh, presently Carol and Steve and whoever the other new Avengers are that they were able to cobble together and then intersplice with that what happened to the ones that whose place they took. Um, and then, like, it kind of unfolded that way or something. I mean, with Captain but... Marvel there, I don't think you're in a bad situation. Like, when we're coming out no. of Infinity War, we're like, we're like, oh, man, we really need Tony Stark now. It's like, nah, you got Captain Marvel. Yeah, right. <laughs> So, like, we would have just seen, I don't know, like, a difference that way. Because I was more interested in the story that would have came after that. Like, I, to be honest, because they didn't, now they would have showed what the Hulk looked like all blown up. Then I would have forgiven it. And I would have been like, I love this fucking episode. Because I just wanted to see that. To I be very am, honest. Oh, uh, Steph, yeah. I'm glad you got to this. Because I was thinking about that moment really the entire time and it was more than so than anything and i think everybody made good points in terms of doesn't it confirm the how we should have gotten rid of uh thanos with ant-man originally yes it really kind of does it it doesn't not (laughs) why why in the mcu does it feel like hulk is made to look 
like just so average what is the what is like there's something going on here like it's I not mean, like, i'll be honest it's because uh... it's because the the you can't sustain this. If the Hulk in the MCU was as powerful as he is in the comics, it would render a lot of the stories useless. Like, I actually, have, I actually, I've heard that's a complaint I hear a lot from comics fans, and I just don't think you can have the Hulk be as powerful as he is in the comics. Because mm. he, you can't have a superhero who is fifteen times more powerful than the next most powerful guy. I, I, I also I would say yeah. also this problem. Like, if you want to talk about what ifs, if the first Hulk movie went well, we probably would be talking about all of this differently. Yeah. That's or right. if or if or if the or if the MCU did like if, if you didn't have to because of the Sony, right? Because like because the rights. Yes, of course. Yeah. It's actually right. universal, but still. Yeah, right. Not right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think if we had if if Marvel was able to do the Hulk how they wanted to, like and say they had to stick to their that right, like Ant Man would have came out ten years ago, like all that stuff, like there's no way the Hulk is even a good guy at this point. <laughs> he would have right, came back yeah. from, from Sakar and just tried to kill everybody. So I, I think <laughs> I think the Hulk, it's interesting. He's been relegated to like a supporting character, right? Because mm-hmm. I think to Jake's point, I think there's a level of power balancing that has to go on, right? Because again, Wolverine chops his head off in the comics, right? Like yeah. that's a real thing that happens. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you're going to go down the road of, okay, we want to be the most, capture the most comic accurate Hulk. You need a little bit more around him. It can't just be the Hulk the way that it is. I think um, like AC, you love how connected and, you know, kind of put together the MCU is like, just if you love that, you can't have the Hulk that you want. Huh? That's fair. Yeah. Cause I guess, cause it's like, cause it, it is the whole thing. And it is honestly one of the problems with Captain Marvel in Endgame, where like, if you have a character who just has that much more powerful power set specifically, I actually don't think it's a problem with how the strong the Hulk is, but the completely unkillable thing, I think also the reason I didn't mind it so much in this is because they killed him in a very clever way that I didn't see coming yeah. where it yeah. didn't feel like they were destroying him. It was like, cause if you actually like what would happen if you made the Hulk's heart expand 25 times its size, I suppose like, I can't, I mean, it, it, he might've survived it, but also the fact that he didn't doesn't surprise me. So right. I think the point that I just Steph wanted made... to see the remains. That's all. This give oh, yeah. me. Oh no, I knew that's I what want. you meant. I knew that's what you that's, meant. Yeah. yeah, I just, but I'm just saying, like, if you if you're gonna do that, show me the remains. Like, I don't want to see reactions to it. Show me his big green guts splattered all over this campus. And also, was that uh, and Blake Lively? Space because he's green. No, right? it so was not like Gordon. wasn't Blake Lively, by the way. Um, it was who some, was it? Who? It was like some random voice actress who does a decently good Liv Tyler. Um, yeah. Okay, Liv Tyler is what I meant. Okay, that's right. another person who likes to do that voice. Don't worry. I uh, If you need to distinguish any white women in movies, I got you. I appreciate right. that. I'm, like, I'm pretty sure she got married on a plantation, too. Yeah, the, I think Liv no. Tyler, I don't think she did that. Um, no. But no, I think, I, I, I don't know. I can't vouch she's a good person, but she didn't get married on a plantation, I don't think. She seems cool. Liv yeah, Tyler. she's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, to Steph's point, that... I don't know why it just felt very goofy. Like the the explosion just felt like goofy. I like I felt. Yeah. I thought he was just gonna. I just like, thought it would be like really giant. Well, you didn't want to know what it was like if the Hulk was at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. <laughs> well, that's what I kind of thought was gonna happen, Jerome. Yeah. Like, I thought he was gonna get like really super giant and like. And just, oh, if he exploded away, space that would be amazing. He should have. He should have been like uh, the one Lopan goon in Big Trouble in Little China, who just like has the smoke coming out of him and then blows up. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I got that reference. I've seen. Thank that you, movie. Steph. I, I have Steph. it on DVD. It's great. So do I. <laughs>
I I wanted to visit uh, a little bit of an Easter egg that was left in this episode, and that was the connection uh, between uh, this sh- this episode and the Winter Soldier movie, where mm-hmm. it's apparent that because Hope joined Shield, she goes to Odessa, Ukraine, and apparently gets taken out, probably by assume we we're all assuming the Winter Soldier. Um, as Black Widow mentions to Steve in, in Captain America Winter Soldier that her tires were shot out by who we would presume was Bucky Barnes. Uh, Dalbin, you have wrote an article about this universe and what it looks like. Uh, what did you take away from that little nugget there for you? Yeah, I mean, I think I think that was like to 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 connect to what I said earlier. That was the fun part of this episode, whereas like the first two, I I. I was so immersed in what was actually happening that I then had to go back to watch to see like, how does this impact whatever's going on? Um, But, you know, to your point, she tells Steve, she's like, she's like, somebody shot my tires on Mark bullets. Right. And, and he killed this physicist that I was with. And again, it's to be assumed it's the winter soldier. And so every bad thing that's happened in the MCU, at least on earth can be traced back to the winter soldier. Right. Like Tony's dad, Tony's parents being killed. Uh, you know, all these things. But if you remove Black Widow this early, if you remove Tony this early, and the only thing left is Cap, right, then you would stand to reason that when Cap is trying to bring down the, 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 you know, Project Insight, it's just him and Bucky. There's no help for, for him coming, right? So there's a good chance Hydra takes over the world anyway, and the Winter Soldier succeeds in his mission, right? And that's something that, like, again, when we talk about how messed up this world is, you're talking about Loki in the United Nations in the seat as the leader, with Hydra assuming power as the greatest spy agency in the in the in the world. Uh, it's kind of crazy to think about. And and you know, to to Jerome's point, like I do think that there is like when you look at the second episode to um to Chala. T'Challa, that was like, okay, this is the best way that this can work. And this was like, okay, if this was the worst way that this premise could work, this is it. But the second episode also shows like, this is the best way to handle issues. And this episode showed this is the worst way to handle issues. <laughs> like the Hank Pym allowed his grief to, to drive him to go and kill all these Avengers and really spiral a lot of these, a lot of these uh, stories that we've already gotten used to, right? Like Tony, if he dies in Iron, in Iron Man 2, chances are War Machine, like, because remember at that point, War Machine had taken the suit right? He lets Mm -hmm. Justin Hammer weaponize it. And then he becomes the Iron Patriot in Iron Man 3. But at that point, if there's no Tony, he's literally the only armored Avenger. It is him. (laughs) And who even knows what, who's controlling the U.S. armed forces at that point? Right. Because (laughs) like, it's unclear, considering that Project Insight, which might still happen, but also maybe every single government in the world is just following Loki. So, you know. Yeah, (laughs) I was going to say, like, at that point, if you have the Chitauri, I don't think you need to have Project Insight, like, just. Right, right. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I, think, I, think, I, I think if anything, I agree there is um, excitement to seeing like where this all goes. I think we might be giving too much credit to them that they thought it out enough that it actually has a logical connection. Like I think I think the details in like I think the more you kind of like um, pull at the thread, you'll like certain things can't line up exactly in a way where it's like this one change yields all these different things because like they are also taking like they're just changing things up like the fact that Hank Pym is yellow jacket and that doesn't show up at any point and he's never even at any point like that character this is now more a suspended um disbelief like 
you have to know the comics to know that he would go that he would do that so you're it's it's not so much like one event is really changing everything which is why like i think this kind of thing where like so many things happen at the same time seems a little sloppier than like one to jake's point start with like one thing show how it grows out yeah. and go to other places i actually disagree with you but i think that we're making the same point that i think all this stuff could be from one thing it just would have to be very far back you know it, yeah, yeah that, like right, right. if you were to say, like for example let's say that like the difference is that um you know uh, yeah, my point more, doesn't more send like hope. how they present it right now. They're yeah. not presenting it in yeah. a way that exactly. is like exactly. Exactly. Episode, well. Yeah, because I was gonna say because with this episode, the change is that one thing that Hope becomes a Shield agent after her mom dies. Yeah. That's the right, one. Right. Change. Because she yeah. doesn't become a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent because Hank Pym ends up leaving S.H.I.E.L.D. after Janet dies in, in the main timeline, right? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I will say, I think I think when you like knowing that Hank used to mentor Darren Cross in the main timeline and Darren Cross took the Ant-Man tech and created Yellow Jacket tech and knowing that the Ten Rings wanted that Yellow Jacket and like all these things. Like mm -hmm. if we really think about it, the main universe is a big collection of just one event, right? Like right, right, right. it's if Cap doesn't get frozen in time back in the 40s, right? Then there's a good chance he goes after Bucky. Bucky isn't experimented on. Bucky doesn't become the Winter Soldier. Hydra doesn't infiltrate S.H.I.E.L.D. because Cap is on the ground. So, like it's 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 interesting to think that like like for example and we keep coming back to this in the disney plus shows like this act this notion of love being the nexus events right hank pym snapped because the daughter he loved got killed like that's mm -hmm. why he snapped right in in the first episode captain carter goes through the goes through the the portal made by the tesseract because she loves steve and wants to protect these people that she's with t'challa out of the love born for his people he's able to keep Thanos off the the the, the yeah. psychopath path and i think i think at the very least i'd give them credit for that because that seems to be the running theme even through wandavision like it's wanda's love that creates this imaginary world right in falcon and the winter soldier like we, we it's their love for steve right it's it's falcon it's anthony it's anthony anthony falcon falcon anthony it's falcon's love for steve but it's also <laughs> bucky's love for steve right like mm -hmm. so i love does, but i do agree i i don't and i also don't think that they plan these things out so then they can absolutely come back to them later i don't think it's that i think no some no, of this, no, no. Some i I, I would just say after. like the execution is sloppier in three yeah. than it was in the first two that's all yeah and that's the thing like when it comes to standalone stories sometimes you get some good ones. Uh, sometimes you get some mad ones. It kind of reminds me of this one in particular, if you want to talk about fan fiction. It just reminds me of that Batman the Animated Series episode where Barbara dreams that Scarecrow kills... Uh, oh, no, that she gets killed by Scarecrow. And then everybody turns on Batman, including Commissioner Gordon. It's a whole kind of like... Uh, their own what if version, which uh, it's actually a good episode. If you're and most most kids are Batman, uh, most kids our age are Batman uh, animated series heads. So if you go back to that one, that's a really good one to think about. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's interesting kind of looking at everybody's reactions to this episode and kind of like viewing it the mix. I love me a good old murder mystery. Um, I think from from that particular standpoint, but did and you really for me, get a murder mystery, funny. huh? Did you really get a murder mystery? Like people got murdered. There was a mystery around it. There wasn't like the, like the conceit of a murder mystery is that there is solving to be had. And I don't know that there was any solving being had. I mean, it, it sometimes, sometimes things, it, it, as long as they're, um, so it, sometimes you just need simple. Like I didn't need the complicated, 
Like they didn't make I, it. But that's not the, pro- that's uh, the problem. I don't though. think that no, that's because not, the thing yeah. is what the, the problem uh, AC is that Fury is not actively doing anything to solve anything. That's like that's why I didn't like it. He's he is doing mm-hmm. absolutely nothing to figure out who yeah. did the murder, and the only reason he finds out is because someone is literally on the phone with him as they're being murdered by the person. And so yeah. like it's it didn't it's it's a, it felt more like a thing where murders were happening, and then they figured out who did it, which is so different. Than the, so so I guess I, I mean I guess I just the, wouldn't call it a murder mystery because it mi- miss like there's no mystery. Yeah. So I, I guess don't know I who feel like <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I feel like the summation of what everybody's saying is is like there's just this felt like an empty calories episode. Yes, it felt like yeah, it felt but, like someone telling you about something that happened rather than an active story. I will say, yes, that things were really just fucked in this universe because uh, Nat is the one that tells uh, what is her name? Uh, Betty is it Betty? Oh, mm-hmm. Betty Ross. Yeah. Um, move where I make you move, which made me almost choke on my water because in what universe did I not get to be able to say that? Like, what? <laughs> what? Who wrote this episode? Because clearly they have been wanting to write this line. That was fan service. They have been wanting to write that line since that was uttered to her um, in Civil War. Because that was the thing. That's the thing that stuck out to me the most. I actually ran that back because I was like, "Am I hearing things?" Like, no, that's clear. I didn't today. think of that at the time. Oh my gosh, that's so true. Honestly, that is because of the, what the timeline is, that is the equivalent of Marty McFly inventing Johnny B. Good. I mean, that's just right. despicable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Hashtag um, love the <laughs> I was like, okay, well, you got your uh, bucket list. Uh, cross that right off. <laughs> I, I think one of the things that I did particularly uh, enjoy in this episode was uh, the return of one uh, Phil Coulson. Uh, yep. In yeah. this instance. And I thought nice. it was Phil. <laughs> I wanted it to be Phil, actually, mm. I should say that. Yeah, a lot of people wanted it to dark. be Phil, too, especially <laughs> yeah. with that, uh, with the with the Captain America password that he had. Yeah, like, and... somebody, <laughs> someone showed him that he was going to die. I don't know, like, uh, somebody was playing Magic Games. Maybe it was Loki. Who knows? But right. he saw that, and he was like, well, no, I don't want to die, because you said I'm supposed to meet the love of my life, like, two days after this. So then he goes, and he kills all of the Avengers, hmm. who already had their monogram sheets ready to go yeah. they hadn't even started work yet that's why especially because they did that with uh thor how did they know that it was his hammer they didn't seem picking yeah up. well the, that that is uh, that reminds me of batman v superman where they had like the coded yeah. like security cam footage and everyone already has like their power or whatever it is like marked on there Really, yeah. it's amazing. That's because Bruce was a uh, marketing genius, and apparently, so was uh, somebody at Shield because they were like Thor. Yeah, let's do the hammer, not the bolts of lightning. But right. imagine anyway, being like poor because this is I don't know. I think they're probably still in New Mexico. Imagine being like the poor tailor in New Mexico who gets a rush order for like six sheets to put over coffins. It's like that's just that the ruins your whole Tuesday night just because someone had to kill all the Avengers. And you know, they get it. No one that too like no one knows that they're Avengers yet. So they're, exactly. they're just a bunch of fucking scrubs at that point. And they're just in an open <laughs> warehouse. Oh my God. Just a huge waste of time. It, it just, like like what you're getting is like Tony Stark who is on a bender. Like, yeah, it's great that he did that one thing, but he's kind of a piece of shit right now. An yeah. illegal immigrant who's trying to break into a federal facility. Let's be clear. Right. That's Thor. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's Thor right there. Um, who like you have a rush Russian spy who a Russian spy definitely yeah, yeah. killed a lot of people. You have 
and a wanted criminal. Ross yeah. is after Hulk at that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A wa- wanted criminal who put the entire, the wonderful students of Culver University in harm's way by showing up, <laughs> even though he knows what his powers are. And then, of course, Hawkeye, I mean, he's the most respectable of all of them, but even still, like, you know, if the best guy you got is a black operative who, like, shoots bows and arrows, that's a problem. Counterpoint. This is actually a really good scenario. We prevented Ronan. Like at this point, he's just rethinking his, well, he's dead. So <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is fun. How did we feel about uh, the way Thor got off? I know he doesn't have his powers, but I felt like one arrow, I mean, unless it like me nuts. Because I'm like, have I been reading comics wrong? Like, no, this doesn't make any sense. But I'm like, he, he like, he's still a god doctor. possessing a human's body. If like, if there's anything, like, what's the Donald Blake scenario, right? Yeah. But, but he shows up as Thor on this planet. Right. He's still- like, he's not this doctor that has, you know, like this doctor or any of that with a little, um, with a nurse, with Jane as his nurse. He's Thor. I'm like, yeah. what type of bullets? I mean, what type of well, were in, they magic in in the Thor movie though? Is he is does he not have human properties at that point though? Because well, like they're able magic, to, like, he gets cut in the by Thor magic movie, stuff. Jake. Yeah. He gets murked by a destroyer and comes back to life as that the god true. of thunder. That is true. Yeah. I was, but I was thinking about how like because when he's of the hospital, Mjolnir, able to because of Mjolnir. Remember, yeah. Mjolnir is what yeah. brings him back to life. He gets no, no, I, okay, which is which is fair. But like, if I'm Odin. And I see my son get murked on Earth. I'd be like, I think he's learned his lesson. Like, not, I just, yeah, I know. I'm not saying that I thought this was right. I'm just saying that I know that he definitely is more human than usual. He is. I just it no, felt no, kind he of he is, but yeah. I'm just saying like he should be able to bounce back. I agree. It felt uneventful because especially because it's like I'm sure Hawkeye does have an arrow that is more special than just a regular arrow. Sure. That like you know if he shot him with like a poison arrow or something like that, I'm willing to believe that that is able to kill him. But if I was like a normal arrow, it's like. You know, I, it just, especially, I don't know. I also think I have, I have no earthly idea how damaging an arrow is to the human body. So I really can't say. Fair, fair. And just the last point. Yes. Yeah. When like Thor shows up and it's Clint there and I'm like, are they really going to kill Thor with Clint? And they killed Thor with Clint. And it's just like, I just sat there quietly on my couch. Like, wow. So they... That is one that, hell of a that's, what if. That's the writer's room where we like took every name off the board and just like, we still got to figure out Thor. <laughs> what you guys, what do you think? What do you think? Right. No, but like, he's like Hawkeye, right? He has different types of arrows. <laughs> so it's not just like the end arrow, of it. That's, that's like the worst version of when Batman stabbed soups with a, with a kryptonite arrow. It's the worst version of this. It's the worst version of that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, def- I'll allow it, but it's a shame I'm- that Clint and Thor don't have Frigga as the same mother's name. Like he wasn't <laughs> alive by now. <laughs> Amen. Oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, also, a thing that also so. felt kind of like a waste is how it felt like they were mm-hmm. setting up something where Tony Thor and Bruce would be dead and Natasha and Clint would be in jail. That like the whole, that like, it felt right, kind of right, like right, a waste right. of time. Why bother make, making Clint fire the arrow if you're just going to kill him in prison anyway, 
right? Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. it felt like the, it felt when I was watching it, I thought it was gonna be someone who was gonna like launch an attack. The idea being that they get all the event, they kill some of the Avengers and they get some of them in prison. And they, but like it felt like kind of a waste of time for making uh, Nat and Clint be the ones to do the killing because it's like why bother even going through that trouble? You can just kill them, however, you know. Yeah. I would just say in a world where Han is still alive after F9, I can't see how you can take out the entire Avengers. That is true. But you have to remember, remember, though, that Mr. Nobody, I think he was still in Japan these years. So he's like, yeah, well, he's ego in this. So like, (laughs) and you also have to remember that like nothing beats family. Nothing. That, that is true. Yeah, that's, that's the thing true. you forget because the Avengers, they're like the Earth's mightiest heroes, quote unquote, but yeah, yeah. they're not La They're also the Earth's not mightiest bastards. They haven't shared like, yeah. coronas in a warehouse. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and and yeah, it definitely is. But I, I, I completely understand your point. And I thank God Han got justice. Yes. I feel I feel like I feel like most of the episodes uh thoughts have been. F9 some... is basically fast and furious. What if? <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> also, speaking of fast and furious, I just want to say. Yes. AC is wearing his Vin Diesel tank again. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's really yes. hot out here. Yeah. I, it is. It is. Missing is the is the rosary. That's all that's missing. Uh-huh. Yeah, and yeah. white pants. And corona, and you're good to go, my brother. You are good to go. <laughs> a- AC, can I quickly though do because we have a lot of the same. A lot of people who have been this episode were already in other episodes. We just want to say once again that they got two time Academy Award winner Michael Douglas once for producing and once for yeah. acting to I think give a legit good voice and this is a man who seems completely not interested in doing anything with hollywood like people joke about him being in these movies all the time you know he's like a very aloof guy he famously once said that thing about how he got cancer i That's think not related. Is, like I he, he doesn't have to be on actual camera and that he'll do true. his best but like he could just show up in his scrubs or whatever once again they got michael douglas who i think yeah. lives on an island with Catherine zeta jones with and their two kids are they divorced now no they're still together i think oh they think they got separated and they got back together they got separated briefly after he said that thing about why he got throat cancer um (laughs) and then uh but anyway but chris evans could not be bothered to go into a small recording studio in medford or somerville cambridge or brockton any of those places he couldn't have been bothered no he has two less two fewer oscars than michael douglas chris evans's dad is nobody Michael Douglas is next fucking Kirk Douglas, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll yeah. go to a recording studio." Also, I, two yeah. two very successful sons. I, I, absolutely. Yeah. I just so my point being, Chris Evans, you come on. What do you right. Mean? Any other thoughts on the voice cast, Jake? Since I do it, have a, I do have I a thought, thought about it, your I was, tank top. So, I thought like, it was delightful to hear. Sorry, I had. We'll get to that in a second, Jerome. That was delightful to hear Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> I think Mark yeah, Ruffalo just is so. Um, I don't know. I like all the stuff you guys are saying about him. If they if Marvel had their way being like coming back from uh, um, Star and being crazy, but I just love sensitive Bruce Banner. Oh, He's just, like neurotic of... Bruce Banner, just yeah. um, a real slap in the face to Ed Norton. I mean, that would be amazing if they brought Ed Norton back for <laughs> this specific oh, time. Oh <laughs> That'd be fan fucking tastic. Because like, if you could do any, like, if you're multiversing at this point, might as well. I mean, this episode, he probably wouldn't have to talk to anybody, so that would be a good thing. This episode doesn't involved. get made with well, Ed Norton is in the recording room. No, of course not. Because the thing is, with animation, you have to storyboard it first, and then he won't be able to rewrite the script to make it his own lines. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right, Jerome, let me have Do you have it. a white version of that, uh, like, cutoff tee? I don't. Um, 
can Why? you Should can I you like because like it's hot enough i mean lighter colors always help anyway but if you can you don't mind get, grabbing that one and then just like wearing that for the next episode also white and linen pants too because that white linen pants <laughs> I, fold on. I just i just need you to come back on this pod at some point and inform us that this is brazil oh my god god shouts to dominic Toretto, man Oh. That move, but fast F nine is great. By the way, I don't know if any. That's not great. Great. really. I mean, it's, awesome. I, it's definitely. It's, people, it's in my top three. Some all time. people were like, "Oh, it's not that good." No, 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 no. That, in my yeah, opinion, yeah, I think yeah. it's the third best of all of them. That's my. So, opinion. so, so it makes it that we don't go off like that. We're just like completely going off on a tangent. Although we have no problem doing that. No. Um, Never. Fast nine to the fast <laughs> series is what this what if episode is to the what if series so far. <laughs> but I love Fast Nine. Yeah. Yeah. Or Man, it's fun. you know, in fairness, out of respect, it's not even Fast Nine. It's just F9. Yes, yeah, F9, the Fast Saga. The important yeah. thing, and I'm a stickler about saying the Fast and Furious movie titles correctly because yes. they are so dumb. I think they're you so need to get it correct. You need to like if someone says like Fast and Furious Seven, it's like, oh, you're not a real fan. And that's fine, yeah, but you're just not. Like you're just not. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, I get you're it. Not. <laughs> shout out to shout out to F9. Um, I do want to get some final thoughts, like overall on not only this, uh, not only this episode, but in terms of where the series is headed, uh, because we do kind of know what's uh, coming next, because next week is... We don't all know that. <laughs> well, I'm, that's why I'm about to let you know. Uh, we are getting a... I was I waiting for this hat, Drake. <laughs> And evil. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I got the Exmos hat on now. I'm on hat seven of eight. Anyway, continue, AC. Oh, wow. That's tremendous. Um, we are getting evil Doctor Strange next week. That should be uh, that should be really interesting. That motherfucker's evil all the time. <laughs> what are you talking about? What about Doctor Strange this whole time has been like... Yeah, Jonathan Pangborn hears evil Doctor Strange. He's like, oh, this nice Doctor Strange that refused to fix my back? Yeah, seriously. Evil Doctor Strange, great. We made a redundancy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, um, <laughs> Jesus, Jerome, What's th- up? Th- give me your final thoughts on this episode. Um, it sounds like I've been trashing it. Though. It was really fun to watch. Like, I, uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, like I, I that was. It was fun to go through. I just think, um, in like we're supposed to in some way critique it on this podcast so i just think in all the ways that it's intended whether it's concept of series whether it's what it was trying to do in its direct story whether like you mentioned like the idea of being a murder mystery i just think it fell short on all those parts but that doesn't take away the fact that it was like it was a romp it was fun yeah and all of that all of that's fair uh jake how about you um, I yeah, I enjoy. I thought it was a lot of fun to watch, especially the interaction. I think between Loki and Nick Fury was funny. Um, and Sam Jackson was just great throughout it. Um, talk about a guy who, in terms of the guys who just work a ton, he just like never. He just is always working hard. He's you never hear we get a phone in from Sam Jackson. Did um, you have a moment when Loki was doing his shit out there that like the TVA would come in and interfere? Did, no, I thought I, 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 thought, I was like been... I was like is it. Because that make is he a variant or he just like an alternate looking the different? Oh no, no it's because well, he comes. They're not planning on doing that. Yeah, right, phase right, right, four, right. Phase four stuff next season. Okay. Yeah, I think is cool. that. Yeah, I imagine they probably also weren't sure when things would come out. And I, I, I get it. I also think that people who I think I don't like it all. Is people are like, what do you mean they're not going to introduce new stuff in what if? It's like 
that's not the point of this. The point of this is to analyze stuff that's already happened. Anyway, um, the thing I do want to note is I feel like there's two things that Agent Colson says that feel anachronistic for 2011, even though they're both around. One, he mentions that one of the guys who worked for S.H.I.E.L.D. couldn't lift the hammer, even though he does CrossFit, which CrossFit was around in 2011, but that wasn't mm. the joke that you said. In, two, in 2011, we weren't all saying that. I mean, am mm. I wrong? Like, that wasn't a thing we all knew. And mm. then... That's a good question. I, it was around, but like I look, I looked at Wikipedia before doing this. Like the, the level of popularity, it was just not popular enough for Agent Colson. Okay. And two, I feel like I'm a little skeptical that back in 2011, he would call the pound sign a hashtag. Those are my two things. That one's less. Okay. That yeah. one's less iffy. But the CrossFit <laughs> one, I'm like, I felt like people were making CrossFit jokes when I was in college, and I, you know, I was not in college uh, by then. So. I didn't appreciate but. that stray while well, I was trying to enjoy my what if episode that I watched instead of going to CrossFit class yesterday. <laughs> Technically speaking, you could say everything I've done in the last 25 years I have done instead of going to CrossFit class. So yeah. I, uh, yeah, I understand. <laughs> and, and, and Steph, how about you in terms of final thoughts of the episode? Well, again, like I thought it was sol- solid. And if this is the worst episode out of the bunch, then kudos to the entire series because, you know, it did what it needed to do. I just wanted to see Bruce's remains. That's all. Agreed. Show me that. Yeah. Show me, and, and also, I wanted TV Tony's on. heart to explode. Mm. Oh, 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 I wanted that. Okay. I just wanted. I wanted that little light to just fizzle out and just about, go. To, about Tony dying, I will say, after now seeing it, what would be like for the third time for me. So there's like Infinity War where he's like, it was the fake death, and then Endgame where he dies. Third time's the charm. I didn't feel a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, just like emotionally, I was just like, Ooh, ah. what is Pepper Potts doing real quick? I'm sorry, just real quick. Yes, so yes. Pepper Potts is doing what? Like, is she on her Eat, Pray, Love era after this? In what this is she doing in Iron Two altogether? She's now the CEO of yeah, oh, Because right, right, there's right. that whole bit where Bill O'Reilly is like, Pepper Potts, wait, well, she was his assistant and now she's the CEO. I don't think that's a good idea. Right. Um, but no, yeah, she is. I was gonna say, she got that money, she's got that money, and I was gonna say that she's finding a better man, is what she's doing. Yeah, she's in her e pray love era, okay, right? I love it for yeah, good for her, great universe. And and that'll be how about you in terms of the overall thoughts, final thoughts on this episode? Yeah, I agree with Steph that if this is the worst it gets, I think we're in good hands. Um, I will also say that, like, because again, time is so different, like. I, to to the point about the TVA, if you track the time of it, the TVA removed Loki from that time frame in 2012, right? Because the Avengers yes. went back. Uh, and Sylvie stabbed him within a week in slow time or whatever, I guess. So there would be, in theory, I guess, there would be no TVA to stop Loki from invading Earth or whatever to kind of do his own thing. No, but again, react. because the I'm rules are... Li- right, because the rules are a little loose right now i think it's it's hard to it's hard to gather but i i mean i think again there were things that i liked uh there were things that i liked about um about the episode i loved it's jake you're right samuel jackson from capital one commercials to snakes on a plane he does not phone anything in (laughs) he is always samuel jackson um and i loved villainous hank pym because i was dying to see that at some point that was cool And I do like that the watcher says when Tony's in the donut, uh, oh, we stumble upon Nick Fury who sees Tony dealing with his own demons. And that's a reference to the demon in a bottle storyline from the comics. Because mm-hmm. you're right, Jerome, Tony is on a bender. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, like, Marvel, we, the Marvel demon in the bottle episode is Iron Man too. Just, right, right. 
Justin said he's DJing. That's exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, so there were things that I liked, but I, I think for me, it was more about like, okay, let's get to the next one because I also think the next episode, and I think that I do think some of these episodes will pay off down the line in live action and stuff like that. I think the normal Doctor Strange episode, because that motherfucker's evil all the time, like Jerome said, <laughs> I think the normal Doctor Strange episode, I think that ties into the trailer that released this week. And I think that that's, you're going to see that kind of play out a right. little bit. But yeah, oh! I'm excited. I'm glad that you said that because I was going to transition to briefly because uh, both Dalvin and Steph are some of our not only friends of the show, but really some of our smartest and best analysts on, on this whole comic book thing. Wanted to get your thoughts on the Spider-Man trailer, which also if you wanted to get our our individual thoughts, we covered it earlier this week, uh, not only on Patreon with video reactions, but uh, pod uh, analyzing the trailer itself uh steph i'll start with you what did you think of the trailer and i guess what are your expectations for this uh clusterfuck of a movie <laughs> um it doesn't get any more comic booky than this um because <laughs> you have dr strange who they've yet to fix this building uh he <laughs> electricity the gas they are down bad um he is in his uh north face cape which i absolutely loved and um <laughs> I don't know, like the fact that the multiverse, if it happens as a result of Strange messing up a spell that Wong told him not to cast, then yeah, that, that adds up. The math maths, it really honestly does because um, why not? A big purple man almost killed everybody forever, so. <laughs> shout out to Wong. Always shout out to Wong right now. I'm on my I'm defending Wong now. Like I'm full of I'm full in Wong stand mode. Uh Dal being I've been a Wong stand of- from day one. I just want to point that out just for the record. <laughs> yeah. I was never against w- it. If I was w- in that w- same w- situation, w- I would have backed out. Shout out w- to BMP w- Rest. W-D. What would Wong do, right? Yeah. Uh- <laughs> I think so. So one, we know we know that both Wong and Strange were were snapped, right? So what, that's what wouldn't Wong do? That's what we always ask. What would Wong ask? Do? What exactly. would he? Yeah, exactly. Um, so I so I'll give you like I guess just three quick bullets for me that I think like just confirm that what Steph said. One, this is going to be the most comic booky movie that I think we've seen, and I love that Marvel like Ragnarok to me was one of the most comic booky movies. Like just colorful, bright, like just all over the place, eccentrics and all that. I think this is going to be that much like that much com that much more comic booky. One. We know we already know that Wong and Strange were snapped, so that's why the the Sanctum hasn't been fixed, right? So like that's why like they've been gone for five years, right? So there's this big mm-hmm. hole from when Bruce crashed through, and it just hasn't been fixed because there's no ancient one. No magic, though. The magic. You would think, right? You would think, but also the Hulk crashed through with magic, also. So it's so I mean, again, maybe that's part of the maybe that's part of the rules there, but it hasn't been fixed at all, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So I, so I think you have that. I also think like because they're ta- they've taken a lot of. Key from a lot of different Spidey comic stories, right? Mm-hmm. Like Spider-Man making the deal with the devil to, to have him cast a spell. A lot of people on Twitter were like, oh, this is so unlike Strange to do this for Peter. And I kind of agree. <laughs> I kind of agree. Because I think that the first thing you do after coming back after all this time, like you can't even be bothered to, to go and stay Wanda as she's fucking up New Jersey, but you can cast a spell for <laughs> Peter Parker. Who you don't have, a, you don't really have a relationship with like that or whatever. That just seems a little odd to me. Um, and I think there's a little bit more there. Um, and lastly, I mean, I think, you know, you have, you have this, this idea, right. To quote Nick Fury, you have this idea of 
these heroes are going to come together and save the world. But this entire time, we've been blaming Wanda for what's what's about to happen in the multiverse. We've been blaming everybody except Stephen motherfucking Strange, except Stefan motherfucking Strange. Um, you know, and because to, and he's I, not I, evil. I tell you, because I saw him with his collar up, right, and his visibility cloak, and I'm like, yo, he looks like a Stefan. He does not look like Stephen right now. He is Stefan, <laughs> you know, I'm bleaker. <laughs> you know, it was the wink thing. for me. Exactly. Yeah. Right, right. But I, there's something there's something off about like the way that he's speaking to Peter. There's a lot there's a lot off about Stefan Strange in, the, in this in this trailer that, that I was just like, I'm like, yo, this doesn't track, man. Like this just doesn't track because you got to remember when they were in the, the space donut going to Titan, he told Tony, he's like, yo, I'll sacrifice Spider-Man if I have yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll sacrifice this kid if I have to. And now he's all like, oh, we saved the world. I had a change of heart by the end of it. But then, like, I don't think he really did because he was just no. like, nah, we just like, I know this is the only way this is all going to like pan out. Yeah. So, and, you know. and the other part. So the time stone is gone. So, what is in the eye of Amagoda? What is in there? Right. Like, I'm curious. I'm like, what do you have in there that, you know, you're trying to protect? Hey, what's he cooking up? I mean, based on ring what we've pop. been talking about, oh, I was going to say a one of the 26 Yankee championship rings that he got mm, off eBay. That's yeah. right. Or or his new era fitted because you know he's wearing Tim's. You know Tim's are on his feet. Absolutely, oh. yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. The second we get high res images of it's him in the second, it's just it's it, over. It, it just and that I feel like is like a rite of passage on the internet. If a white yeah. guy in a movie like poses a certain way, it's like, well, he's getting Tim's on him. I just want to quickly just go back to Wong for for one second because he really looks so. And I said this on Twitter the other day. He looks so stressed. He looked like, yo, I can't do this. He does. And somebody somebody said on Twitter, Wong always keeps an overnight bag. Oh, <laughs> right. No, completely. <laughs> How far are we from it no longer being a sanctum and just becoming a bodega? <laughs> that's a great point. The problem is like the, the, the problem with all these jokes is that that's really this is he's really in the wrong neighborhood for his right. whole vibe. Right. Yeah, like, I know. Not to pull the, you know, I went to NYU card, but that is definitely. No, 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 uh, completely. But it is like, I, there's just, is not, um, like, I feel bad. He, if, he wants a good cho- if, if he you. wants a good chopped cheese, like he's really got to go far away. And that's, <laughs> so I think they might, they might relocate the sanctum if that, you know, if he wants to. I but, also uh, still refuse to believe that magic couldn't just fix that in a single snap. Oh, for sure. I think he's like, just being I just, lazy. I think he's being lazy mm-hmm. entirely. Like he could refill like beer. Yeah, yeah. I guess my my thing is, is that that's it, why. Good stuff. Well, well, I was gonna say that. Well, that's why it's believable that he would try to do this spell for Peter because he's right. being already irresponsible. Like it's snowing. Like what are you doing? It's New York. It's cold. That just it's, seems like he is living in a brick. He is living on a brick every day of his life. Every day, every day. There's yeah. there's the, the 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 banisters have been cra- like filled with ice, right? <laughs> ice on. But so I think so. My thing is that like, and we saw this in the first one, right? Like you need a sorcerer there to cast these spells. Who's right, right, the right. sorcerer casting them if nobody's there? Right? right, like ancient one is dead. They killed my man, brother Voodoo. He's dead too. <laughs> you know mm. what I mean? Like all these guys are gone. I just, I'm, I, I think that's something that I would want. I, because you're right. It's either one of two things. It's either he's lazy, like Steph said, right, and arrogant, and that means he reverted back to Stephen Strange. He was. At the Wasn't beginning. it so much simpler when when you would get lazy and you just get fat and play online with Korg instead of trying <laughs> yeah. to fuck up the whole and, reality instead, of- instead of trying to, you know, get these fits off like Jon Snow? It's crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he looks great. That's now like... the, th- the thing that someone pointed out on Twitter is that the cape has a mind of its own. So that mm. means the cape was also like, oh hell yeah! <laughs> but, <laughs> the cape was like, yeah, the cape went to go buy it or oh, steal yeah, it, I should yeah. say. Uh, exactly, man. 
And it's oh. and also someone pointed out too that there's nothing more New York than like, could you wear a really big jacket? No, just layer two intermediate jackets on top of each other. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to New York. Love, love the big apple baby. And on that note, this has been another episode of Marvel Cinematic University. I'm um, appreciate you guys for all joining us today. Stephanie Williams, uh, where can we follow you? And it's definitely not on Twitter these days. No, because I have deactivated. Uh, fuck y'all. So, um, <laughs> no, nah, I'm, I'm kidding, but not really. <laughs> but you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok right now. I'll be back. I have to, I set a little timer um, so I can activate before the 30 days. Steph and doesn't have her camera on, but like she's also definitely in sweats and a cape right now, I'm guessing. Oh, I'm uh, okay. <laughs> close. Very close. I do have a cape, by the way, and I think I might add it to one of my hoodies. You got it. You got it. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Dalbeen, uh, thank you so much again for, for rocking with us, brother. Uh, where can we follow you, sir? Where can we see your work? Awesome. Yeah. No. And again, thank you guys so much. I'm always down to kick it with you guys. It gives me a nice reprieve uh, from talking to the people on Twitter who don't know nothing about the comics and try to tell me that, oh, there's no way that Stephen Strange can cast magic. And it's like, what? This is a very anti-Twitter outro so far. Just for like, we sort of fuck y'all to like, you don't know what you're doing. I just didn't know. It is the worst. Somebody like, said we, to me, just, we just need your at. We don't need to hit him up. I'm just saying. No, no, don't, you know, don't call me. Don't come see me. <laughs> right. Somebody said the other day on Twitter, somebody was like, oh, where was the outrage for the Avengers? First off, fuck your tweets oh, yeah. and the takes you claim. Exactly. Well, no, I'm telling you, man. Somebody said to me the other day on Twitter, they were like, oh, where you see all this outrage for <laughs> Spider Man? Where was this outrage for the Avengers for what they did to Sokovia? And I'm like, what the? What? what? There's a fucking movie. So no, there's there's a movie. <laughs> Jake, let me tell you. I knew my jig was up on that app when um <laughs> I forgot what it was. I think I was talking about Wanda giving off girl boss energy and also um Sharon. And the way that I meant it, it was like a very, you know, good for her because Wanda got to walk, you know, Wanda just walked off, not saying that she didn't feel bad, but like she walked yeah. off after holding these people hostage. And then Sharon, like, you know, skips and smirks her way down the stairs after she gets forgiven by the government. And then next thing I knew, somebody gave me a dissertation on their life. <laughs> just based off of that. <laughs> I said, you know, yeah, um, I, I just, I feel bad for anyone. There, there's, I've, feel very very good about the fact that i've cultivated a sort of personality where i the only time that i ever talk about marvel movies is on this podcast and every day i'm so happy that i did that's the case it just makes oh, me so happy bless you the abomination even though it says it's the abomination yeah i just truly it i to combat some of the negativity twitter is the only place that i can at when i'm awake at two in the morning tweet the dumbest thing i've ever thought of and then wake up to two people saying they liked it and so if you use twitter like that it's great honestly i mean last night i literally tweeted alexandra daddario's mother's maiden name was mamario and i woke up with five likes yeah i'm one of them yeah, thank you. Life, Jake. That's true. That's true. But well, follow me. Follow me on Twitter at D. There you go. Get that. Get <laughs> that Twitter added. And uh, send in all your well thought out uh, takes. All your well thought out theories yeah, that yeah. I can quote tweet to, to dunk on or whatever. And shout out to Jake for all his hats. Jake, out of the eight that you have, I have eight of them. And that's why he saw me looking Damn. back. I was like, can wow. I grab them? Eight. Wow. Are these right. actually yeah. the only? I own this: a Mets hat and an old school Buccaneers hat. I don't really have that many hats because my head is massive, and so if they kind of are uncomfortable to wear unless I get a really big size. But um, 
yeah uh the, the grizzlies had him wearing now i did last because it's the biggest one so it's actually the most comfortable to wear I, I love this. We we're doing straight up. I, I love the New York Energy Bodega Boys uh, outro levels in this podcast right now. Jerome, brought Chang. to you by Mephisto. This is who, uh, <laughs> Mephisto. Everyone, that's who deleted my account. <laughs> we know Mephisto doesn't exist. It's just a constant red herring. <laughs> always, always. It's a great hat, Dalvin. Um, shout out the Mighty Ducks. Quack, yes, quack. Um, Jumpy Lime. Yeah, uh, that's where you can find me now, apparently, which I enjoy enough. Um, I uh, yeah, it's always free Black Dragon Roll until I get really sad about it. Um, I'm Black Dragon Roll on Instagram. Uh, Jumpy Lime currently on uh, Twitter. Uh, follow the show. AC will provide you with the details because it's always bad at knowing what exactly our handle is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. And awesome. um, you can tweet takes at me. Uh, I'm happy to listen to them. I probably don't know better than you, but I'll say something silly about it. Absolutely. And that's the, that's the real content that we come for around here. Uh, Jay Christie. Uh, where can we follow you, sir? You can follow me on Twitter at the J Christie. Listen to my other podcast, No Funk and Strictly Monk, and where me and Andre Breer talk about the USA Network original series Monk. After this, tonight, we are recording the f- the final season premiere. So we have like 16 episodes left. Um, it's sad, uh, but also uh, it's sad, but also like while it's actually not hard to watch two episodes of Monk a week because it's such an easy show to watch, it is kind of like it is kind of like the last thing I want to do on a Thursday night after doing this is like, oh, I got to watch an episode of Monk and then record at 10. But, you know, you do what you got to do. So check that out if you're that, that like sort of thing. But also, like Jerome said, follow the show. And you can tweet takes at me too, but I know definitely no less than you. And also, like, <laughs> I I don't, takes or not, I'm not, in, I'm not into takes these days. Like, conversation's cool, but like, I don't need your takes because what am I supposed to say? Like, I disagree with you or I agree with I'm, you. I'm fun. most likely going to say, yeah. as long as it's not something like hateful, uh, I'm just going to probably write like, that's a great point. Uh, good. Yeah, honestly, yeah. exactly. That's really the way to go. Yeah, um, I mean, it's the only way to engage. Yeah. Maybe yeah. even fa- don't fave it though. Because if you fave it, then you encourage it and then you'll get it. F- yeah. it it's like it follows. It'll be with you. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, man. And finally, you can follow me on Twitter. Twitter at Anthony Canton underscore three. I don't mind the Marvel takes. Just just be smart about it. That's all. That's all. Just be a little smart about it. And it could be playful. And it could be playful. Keep in mind, fun. <laughs> if you said AC Marvel takes, we probably will all get them because we'll talk about them in MC group chat afterward. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, pretty much. Like, that's me. Like, I'm always spouting out stuff and, and stuff like that. But in terms of work, um, I do have an interview with uh, Fala Chen, who is a part of the Shang-Chi cast that will be running next week uh, at murphysmultiverse.com. Also have some Shang-Chi related pieces coming out next week when the movie uh, comes out. And I'm very excited for the rest of the crew here to see the movie. So then eventually when it's time to recap it, everybody's ready to go and talk about a, a very, very fascinating uh, MCU film. So looking forward to that. And then on top of that, you can always follow the show on Twitter at MC University Pod. Trying to get to 950 followers because we do have a little bit of a benchmark that we would like to reach in terms of 1,000. But at 950, we will make an announcement about something that we will be doing in the future once we get to 
a thousand, which we'll reach at some point. But when it happens, we're going to do something really, really fun. And we would all like to tell you about it. So follow the show there. Obviously mentioned the Patreon earlier. Just to reiterate, Spider-Man 3 is coming out next week. Uh, that should be very, so fun, very fun. fun to do. It's going to be the best. It's, it's, it's going to be great. I, mean, it's I, will, I will be taking drinks for this podcast. So That's how you know it's serious. So that's how you know it's going to be a thing. So I'm, uh, I'm And based on what he's wearing today, they're only going to be Coronas. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, something. <laughs> something, something along those lines. But yeah, but appreciate the support from everybody. Uh, many thank yous to everybody who listens. And we'll talk to you next week. So for Stephanie Williams, Dalvin Osorio, Jerome Chang, and Jay Christie, I'm Anthony Canzon III. This has been Marvel Cinematic University. And we'll talk to you next time. Salute me, familiar.